An army of sheep assassinating a pride of lions. She's not a class traitor, but she's my problematic fave. And what happens when you give Oberstein an Oberstein? All this and more on the next episode of Galactic History 101, where we're legally obligated to use cold, clear, cybernetic eyes once per episode. Okay, well, welcome everyone. We're back. We're back again. This is like our fourth week in a row. This is a fucking record for us. Go <laughs> us. Mad props to us. Uh, I've got like 12 episodes in the can that I haven't touched on production. So get excited for the for the year plus from now when you hear this episode. <laughs> but either way, welcome to Galactic History 101, uh, the super close read of the anime Gla- Legend of the Galactic Heroes that ends up longer than the actual episodes of the show. Every time. It's bad. Significant. Uh, but it's great. We love it. Uh, or I love it. And these guys have Stockholm Syndrome. This week, we're looking at the next part. Uh, uh the next set of episodes, the Lipstadt Agreement and the Yang Fleet Sally's Fourth, episodes 18 and 19. Uh, for intros today, we have gone to a Dragon Ball Fusion Generator, uh, Japeel, J-A-P-E-A-L dot com slash D-B-F-G, if you would like to play along at home. Uh, and we're going to talk about our uh fusions that we've generated the the process that we got here was we clicked random seven times in a row and then hit fuse so uh my fusion is between tian shenhan and mecha frieza uh it is mecha tiza is the <laughs> name t-i-z-a uh and it's spectacular it's uh tian's uh, upper body and right arm <laughs> And Mecha Frieza's left arm and lower body, <laughs> but with a Tian color scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, so also Tian's ear looks like Frieza's ear, but flesh colored. It's it's a little disturbing, I gotta say, but this is great. I'm very glad. Thank you, Alan, for finding this. I love it. Um, but yeah, and I'm Molly. Um, now my fusion, <laughs> my fusion is the purest of all fusions. Um, it's between Deborah and Deborah, which gave us Deborah. Now, unfortunately, in the fusion process, it looks like he lost all of his hair. Um, so he just has a clean shaven yet still very well defined chin. Um, but he's bald, so he just looks like a pink Namekian, basically, which, honestly, I think it's an improvement. He no longer looks like Voltaire, the, uh, goth singer from, like, the mid-aughts. He looks so, so much creepier without that mustache. <laughs> I, goatee, excuse me. I think he just looks like a generic Toriyama back character slash villain i i feel like looking at this makes you realize how much he just kind of depended on like uh 
bald uh pointy ears uh antenna okay done done well what color off color yeah. uh pink yeah <laughs> this so. is a uh mid boss in a dragon quest game yes. yeah and uh here's mine i'm matt and i got <laughs> baby goku and the announcer which is really just the announcer with goku's haircut Man. Baby Gogu's hair, so it's like a little too small, a tiny, <laughs> a tiny haircut. Yes, and he does. He's like, uh, don't don't let Disney find out about this. He's basically like Baby Yoda in a suit, kind of, like with his little orb floating sideways next to him. <laughs> wow, this is. The, the tiny hair is just the best. And it's also very amusing that it only took the hair from, from Baby <laughs> <Yeah>. Goku. <laughs> I, like, when it was fusing, I was like, this is going to be great. It's going to be a little baby announcer. She's <laughs> like, no, it's just the announcer. But yes, a little kid haircut. You should switch which one is on which side and Ooh. do it again and see what happens. Mm. That's a good one. I, I kind of want to wait for that one before I do mine. All right. We'll move along. I will. All right. Um, we'll we'll get to it. <laughs> I'm Kevin, and my fusion was between Master Roshi and the final form of Cooler, which resulted in Cooler with Master Roshi's head, but like his sunglasses fell off, so they're like right on top of his beard. And with Master Roshi's color scheme. It's that guy from the Jedi Council. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It, it looks like Master Roshi put on a cooler, like, uh, cosplay outfit, and he's too short for it. So his head is just so much lower. It looks like his facial features just got melted off with acid, but he decided, well, I still have to wear the sunglasses. My nose just no longer exists to hold them up, so they rest directly onto the goatee and mustache. Uh Master Roller. (laughs) Final four, Master Roller. 420. (laughs) And my name is Alan, and I got Picklebond. Oh, this is everything I ever dreamed of. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. Zarbok. Oh, uh, okay. It's just Piccolo but in Zarbok's outfit. It's so yeah. Um, if you had you given talk. me this in high school, this would have this would have been the dream. Piccolo doing this pose just conceptually (laughs) is amazing. And just like those thigh highs, and Uh they deleted all of his weird muscly things and gave him like sort of a like the makeup um, face tuner thing. He just looks very smooth and very pretty, and he's like dressed to the nine. He's a Namekian model. And honestly, they got rid of his ears too. Oh darn! Yeah, you're right. Well, no one's perfect, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still think that the old adage applies. Combining the announcer with Baby Goku, flopping rolls, Baby World Tournament Anto is the result. 
Um, <laughs> and it's a little baby announcer and a saying pod. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy shit, this is amazing. He's just an adorable little naked baby, but it's the announcer as an adorable little baby. <laughs> and there's naked a baby. cat. Yeah. <laughs> Although, also, if we look at it, they just took his hair again. Instead of, I was thinking it was going to be right. the announcer's whole face mm-hmm. just on a baby Goku body. And I also didn't realize it was actually baby-ass baby Goku. <laughs> I thought it was like kid Goku. No, I thought it was kid like Goku. kid Goku. No, this is baby Goku, y'all. Also, okay. Anto. Uh, Anto is good. The name. <laughs> the only like letter Goku's from name. Goku... <laughs> I guess okay, so I guess baby came from baby Goku, mm-hmm. right? And then O at yeah. the end. Okay, all right, all right. Sorry, Dragon Ball Fusion Generator. Sorry, we're here to not talk about Dragon Ball. That's right. But, Send the uh, much like how uh, things fuse together in Dragon Ball, we have all fused into a single entity that is the Sad Boy Yang Gang. <laughs> we're here to celebrate. Uh, our boy, Sad Boy mm-hmm. Yang, who I don't think is in this first episode, but we're st- we still love him. We stand Yang forever. Mm-hmm. He's the best. He's the uh, one of the only like three good characters in this entire show. Good as in morally good, not good as in good to watch because they're mm-hmm. all good to watch. So, anyway, with that preamble, um, I'm gonna take a sip of my beer and then continue talking. We uh we stand a sad king. We do, we do, and he's so sad. You know, he's so sad. I say sip, but I just finished it, so maybe sip is the wrong word. Um, so this episode is called the Lipstadt Agreement, which we get a new character introduction here. This, which is pretty great, and it's just from the get go. Uh, we kick it off with. A state of the pending civil war in the empire. Um, uh, we already know all of this, but Lichtenlad and Reinhard versus Braunschweig are the two sides. Uh, Lichtenlad and Reinhard have united uh, behind the child emperor, uh, or at least nominally behind the child emperor. They are not actually behind the child emperor, either one of them. Uh, and Braunschweig is like, fuck you, I want my daughter to be the empress, is, I assume, some of the motivation, but also mm-hmm. the meteoric rise to power of Reinhard going from... I mean, shit, he must have graduated school when he was 17, 16, mm-hmm. maybe? And now he is the leader of the Empire's military at the age of 20. So, you know... Meteoric is maybe a uh, too too gentle of a word to describe their eyes. Anyway, we're on like a ship. Uh, we're in the lounge of the ship, which if I wasn't trying to go fast, I would start to get into, are these ships like trains? Is this why we have this lounge? Because it's not like coach, I'll tell you that shit. Um, and we get... Uh, a, a girl who's sitting there listening to some nobles debate about which side to be on. This girl is uh, Hildegard von Meriendorf, uh, or Hilda, uh, which I will be calling her. 
I believe that's actually her name, or I believe that's what she goes by also in the show. But her full name is Hildegard. That's probably how you say it. I hope so. Anyway, she's listening to some nobles complain about, oh man, there's a civil war. Which side do we want to be on? Oh, you know, they both have merits. We're sinnerists. Um, and then we kind of fade to a flashback about Hilda. She runs through the doors uh, at her large estate where her father is sitting there with a blanket on his lap, which implies that he has trouble standing, I feel like. Just visual language. If you see someone sitting with a blanket folded on their lap like that, I feel mm-hmm. like usually it's in a wheelchair or otherwise. But he's not in a wheelchair and he does stand in the scene, so probably just has trouble with it. Um, but anyway, uh, she comes through and she's like, So, who are you going to side with? Dad, Franz von Marendorf is his name, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like, well, I've thought about it, and I think that it's going to be Bronswag. And Hilda's like, that is the dumbest shit I ever fucking heard. Uh, of all the civilizations throughout all of time, why would the Galactic Empire be the only one that won't fall? The Golden Bomb Dynasty is doomed to fail. It's been here for 500 years. That's about the amount of time it takes for a given civilization to fail. She doesn't say that part, but uh, it's implied. Her father's like, yo, what the fuck? He stands up out of his rocking chair with his leg blanket, um, which falls off. Uh, He's like, you know what? You obviously have thought about this, and I'm an old-ass man, and you get to decide the state of our family, which is, like, the least relatable thing I've heard in this entire (laughs) show, to be quite honest. Uh, But it's a very good sentiment, uh, very interesting Um and yeah, so he's like, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. It's yours, Hilda. Do what you want. Uh, support who you want. Uh, the house is yours. All the resources are yours. Do whatever you need to do. Which again, <clears throat> fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah, it was a good scene. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, it. I think they're the yeah. only good dad we've seen thus far. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, I was wondering. It, are there female officers on the emperor side? I don't know that we've seen any so. in uh, the empire. It seems like it's an inherently more sexist society than yeah. the, the other one. So I thought it was it was a nice touch to see some fathers being like, oh, that's bullshit, whatever. Yeah, it's yours, mm-hmm. I trust you. Do your shit. Yeah, <laughs> and look at her outfit. Look yeah. at her outfit, guys. Look at it. Love her. Um, she's wearing um, basically that sort of modern rich lady riding outfit. Like she just mm-hmm. it, it honestly kind of looks like the Alliance military uniform. Just the tight riding pants, some boots. She looks like Fred jacket. from Scooby Doo if he was wearing a button up. <laughs> yeah. 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 I could, yeah, yeah. It's that, that, the red ascot. Spot on. You're exactly Love right. One day I will learn how to wear an ascot. And on that day I will be, achieve immortality. <laughs> you too could look like Fred from Scooby-Doo <laughs> wearing a button-up. 
Timeless look. Timeless that sounds look. mean because Fred sucks, but Hilda does not suck. Mm-hmm. Hilda's fucking awesome, okay? Hey, listen. Fred was played by Freddie Prince Jr. And, okay, uh, right. <laughs> we can't do this. And he was dating Buffy. <laughs> I brought us here. Okay, okay. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. She has a cool outfit, which we'll talk about again later because I'm really into it. She gets so. lots of cool outfits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love sucks. her hair, too. Like, she's her got hair's that, like, great. She's got, like, that 80s independent woman hair. Mm-hmm. Like, Short it's hair. so good. That's how you read that. Short hair. Like, the Princess Diana cut. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. totally that. Uh, like, my mom had that haircut. My mom still has that haircut. She got that haircut in the 80s and never looked back. Tell your mom she's got an awesome haircut. I will. <laughs> can Can we confirm? Is she the lady from the opening at the yep. very end? Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. This is I don't the think lady I've from the ever opening. noticed the person you're talking about in the opening. She's um, like at the very end of it, I think. Hang on a second. There we go. In um, the very, very first time that we saw the opening, I remember asking, oh, is that Jessica? And then you guys were like, it is not Jessica. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Actually, I, was, and then, <laughs> I distinctly but, remember saying, don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> I can't but now's not. the time to worry about it. Yeah. She's right. even wearing her uh hilda's iconic uh garb freddie prince jr garb of a button up with a red ascot it literally is the same outfit the pants are blue the ascot is red the hair is blonde the shirt is white the collar yeah yeah the collar is the only thing Mm -hmm. but yeah so the flashback ends uh after a great father moment very very good to see uh sorry i just didn't finish the scene so i wanted to the end of that uh we fade back to the ship she's sitting there and she's like thank you father and thanks to being born during interesting times there's the most bullshit ass fucking sentiment. <laughs> fuck you hilda you need to chill your ambition that is not worth living through that's like a rich person thing to say uh-huh or you know people try to make the best of a situation yeah, I mean, honestly... Like, glass half full, it's interesting. We're not so yeah, yeah. glad to be born during these interesting times. Hell no. 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 Was well, I glad to be born? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's easy question for me to answer. <laughs> Truncate this question a bit. <laughs> that's an easy question for me to answer, and my answer is, wait until, oh, until ending credits number four. Thank you very much. All right. All right. That's going to be well, two years from now. We'll put a pin on it. <laughs> Okay. Um, did you talk about her, like, the way that they set up, it was basically a flashback at the beginning? Yeah. So, did any, so I've been interested in the difference between where the, like, peasant class or the working class seemed to go drinking, like, on, um, on Isserlan. You had very, very modern bars, like modern for the 80s, I guess, that people were just at on Isserlan, even when the um, the Empire was there. And then you saw the bars again uh, when we were talking about Fezon and like all the rumors about people going to Old Terra. And the whole time I've been wondering, like, where do all of the rich nobility on the Empire go to drink? And it turns out the answer is 10 forward from Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's just a super fancy elite space bar, which I 100% would love to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you have it right there. There's just this lady who's dressed like she's from, I don't know, she's just straight out of a Jane Austen novel, or maybe <laughs> maybe it's further on, like the Victorian era, and she's mm -hmm. just sipping her little apple teeny, and then there's just a planet in the background. It's great. This is what I want. This is like the little mise-en-scene, like space stuff that mm -hmm. I want. This is the vibe that gets people to say, yes, Elon Musk, take us to Mars, you know? Mm -hmm. Like this, the the promise of the vibe of sitting in a space bar, just chilling and drinking as you look at Jupiter's uh, storms mm -hmm. outside of the space window. There it is. But they forget casually... It's a dope vibe. It's a dope vibe that is mm -hmm. entirely supported by the lives of thousands and thousands, possibly billions, of uh, yeah. peasants and serfs being paid sub-minimum wages if they're being paid at all. Holy shit, are we watching a work of fiction? 100%. Have we seen people in this, like, old-fashioned-y garb in space before? Only on military spaceships. Outside military, yeah. Like, That's it. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but it feels like it is. <laughs> there has to be, there has, has, has to be, like, pleasure cruisers or, like, just independently owned spaceships. Yeah. Like it, sure, like, sure. Like that episode with the, uh, the space Caesar who kind of just decided to rebel. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that he had, like, a cruiser yeah. and was just going through space and he was just, like... Mm -hmm hedonism bot like there's no way yeah, so, space yacht I think it's space just the yacht. juxtaposition of seeing their their fancy outfits and outer space behind them made me notice it like, huh have we seen that I think we haven't I think this is the first time mm -hmm. I think we can surmise that from the fact that we've had the uh the spaceship oh, captain no. I'm I'm assuming that not saying it's not a thing. I'm just. <laughs> right, have we seen it no, drawn? <laughs> we've count? seen we've seen rich get-togethers not in space. Mm -hmm. We've seen it on planets. We've seen. Okay, then, yeah, no. We've seen, uh, you know, the opera house. We've seen the, uh, we've seen Runthal and Mittermeier. I think at a bar on a planet. Although again, they're military, but I think they were not at a military bar. And we've seen uh, Trunicht, mm -hmm. like, in his fancy-ass room with four portraits of himself uh, drinking uh, at his personal bar. <laughs> so, basically the same. I feel like the bars that Yang went to when he was, when we've seen him at bars, was more like the peasant mm -hmm. uh, normal bars because he uh, is a college kid at heart and still loves them. Uh, Yang is a worker. Yes, yes. Yang is definitely of the, you know, Bernie, right? Bernie would be at the local dive bar chilling, you know. Nobody else would be. <laughs> um, can I make one more comment about the space bar? No. Uh, so, well, too bad, too bad. <laughs> Why even ask for permission on this show? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Matt, you actually did get it in your screenshot. That giant fucking 
blinding lamp on the table. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> am I, so I'm not the only one that noticed that, right? Like you're just you're like, ah, oh, yes, standees in space. What is happening? Oh God! But it was interesting because it was just like an interesting artistic choice, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was just this blinding ball of light on the table. I was surprised that they decided to animate it that way. That is very fucking blinding. Mm-hmm. That is like, <laughs> good luck seeing the big ass planet that you're on this space bar to see because you can't see past the light on your fucking table. It's like lens flare <laughs> like all over the, every light source in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's Hilda's intro is her uh, berating her dad into letting her use the entire family fortune for political gain, mm-hmm. which like, fuck yeah, go Hilda, dude. Hilda is, this was the strongest intro to a character I feel like we've had actually. <laughs> um, maybe Trunik's intro was stronger because it was that fucking speech. Mm-hmm. Fork. Uh, Fork's intro was him like sitting there and be okay. I hate Fork. I'm un. Unbi- I am not unbiased about Fork. I cannot. I cannot uh, respond. Not everybody can have crazy eyes. So mm-hmm. true. So Hilda lands. Uh, she's met at the spaceport airport, some equivalent, by someone who I believe is unnamed, that takes her bags. Also wearing an ascot though. Um, and they're like, apparently this is like the family member that they're pl- that she's staying with. I forget if this is like her cousin or something. I think they mention it, but uh, whatever. Hilda asks to make a stop at Reinhardt's Admiralty, which is a very interesting thing to just get off the plane and then ask to make a stop at essentially the commander in chief of the uh, country's military. And I guess that's noble life, right? I think so. But also it's it's weird thing about it in that terms because like I could see the president taking a visit from a visiting foreign or I guess this wouldn't be foreign, but This is a big money donor coming in to Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean I'm watching Rain right now and I feel like it happens all the time. They're just like Lord so and so demands a visit with the queen and they're just like oh what is it this time and it's or like jane austen like you just show up at somebody's manor and then the servants are like uh do you want to see them and they're like i guess since they came all this way (laughs) (laughs) yeah but then with the added thing of they're the person who is dealing with the military (laughs) operations true true (laughs) but but you know obviously they're going for that vibe you're totally right molly you uh it's better to ask forgiveness than permission maybe mm-hmm. right so uh we cut from that to reinhard meeting with Oberstein and kirkiais about what the nobles are doing uh they're apparently planning a party and oberstein uh is like oh they're probably gonna form a group to fuck you up with at this party kirkiais is like man their forces will be larger than ours if they all get together and uh reinhardt's like there isn't a competent noble out there so who fucking cares 
Uh, there's no man. Zero respect for the nobles. There's no man of talent. There's no man of talent to be seen. Wow. Ah. I don't. It's fucking. I should prep better and have that up no, too. I mean, that might even be a difference in translation. To be honest with you, uh, I just thought that this was so such like like so. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, so <laughs> it's great. There's no man of talent to be seen. And I mean, it's the same vibe. So whatever. It's, it's like, the knock, knock. Oh, <laughs> look who's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, okay. right. So they go directly from this to Hilda pulls up, <laughs> is put in the waiting room. And Reinhardt comes in. She's like, Hey, uh, I'm Milda. I got rescued by Kiriki Eyes ten episodes ago. Um, hey, uh, how's it going? They get tea delivered, and she's like, okay, so listen, listen. I got you. I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Fuck Golden Bomb. Fuck everything Golden Bomb's ever, ever done. Fuck Golden Bomb's entire line. Let's go. I'm the only good noble in this fucking show, and you know it. So, so, I'm going to lay out your, you know, next, you know, couple of actions that you could possibly make in this show get them all right and you're going to be so impressed that you're just going to sign away the rights to whatever land i currently hold and uh i get to keep that shit and he's like damn okay sounds good uh is that what your translation said those exact words keeping our lands oh (laughs) it was not those exact words okay i was like is there something i missed um so she she asked for a p- official paperwork that guarantees her family's land from him and our translation was just vague she it said something she wants an official document that shows that he will support her if she supports him i yeah. think yeah which is shrewd but so very forward i was just like oh you're playing your hand already but it seems to have worked out mm-hmm. Wait, are you saying yeah. that it, your translation, Mick, was about land rights? Yeah, it was saying that they wouldn't lose their land when hmm. he fucks up all the nobles. And then it said, Reinhardt comes back with, well, the friends that you recruit to my side here, are they going to need the same guarantees? And she's like, uh, no, they <laughs> won't, because fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> She uh she was like, well, that might be problematic if they did, so maybe they won't. <laughs> and then they all they all just are like, hmm, yes, mm-hmm. good, mutual mutual aid. Yeah. So so mine was something like, uh, that's up to them if they want something like this, but I don't think you should give it out to everyone because I don't think that aligns with your end goals here, uh, which is her basically seeing through that he wants to topple the nobility. Blah blah blah. Is the way that it read to me. And Reinhardt's like, holy shit, I can't believe. Okay, he starts laughing and he's like, damn, you really, you really do know your shit. (laughs) I don't know if, was that the same vibe y'all got from this conversation? (laughs) Because it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I I didn't, I didn't really get her being as forceful as you made it seem. 
I, mm. saw, I had Reinhardt as a bit pompous in our translation. Yeah. He's like, if you're useful, then you can ask me a favor. And he is like, leaned back on the couch with his arm. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I mean, you can't blame him, though. I mean, it's, the Marinorfs are apparently not one of the big, big noble families. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the... Mine definitely read as pretty forceful, just in terms of her having the ability to guess all of his plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, that kind of put him back on his heels. And then she presses her advantage, essentially, to get, um, hey, yes, I'm a noble. I realize that you probably hate nobles. So please at least guarantee my holdings. And then... I'm with you, you know. I'm on this Reinhard train for life, baby, if you want me. That's uh, kind of the vibe I got. Too. I don't disagree with that. I, I think I was just saying that her, your tone and how she <laughs> presented herself to, to Reinhardt was much different than the way she presented herself in the episode. Fair, fair. <laughs> I, I feel like my tone is the 2020 translation right. of the 1800s vibe they were going for of this conversation there wasn't the attitude that you had yes oh this would be pleasant let's do this proper proper right i I was worried about her the whole time i was like is she overplaying her hand is this gonna work she's very bold japan hates that shit will it work but then it ultimately did and Mm -hmm. i guess she's very unconventional obviously if you compare her to people like Reinhardt's sister, but Reinhardt likes unconventional. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say her boldness is what got Reinhardt to accept. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is a similar parallel to Oberstein's proposal mm-hmm. when he came in the picture because he was like, look, fuck Goldenbaum, let's go. <laughs> let's fucking go. Let's take this shit over, baby. We got it. Again. Totally very different. So you're right. You're right. You're Sorry. forgetting the most important thing. Yeah. He's like, listen. Reinhard, <laughs> let's fucking go. <laughs> Fuck the Golden Bomb Dynasty. I yeah, will it was re- like that. And that I was will the record time. it with my cool, cybernetic <laughs> eyes. Can, like, contractually obligated to use that phrase once per episode that Oberstein <laughs> appears on. <laughs> It's the best phrase the show has given us so it's, far, it's actually, I would say. Yeah. The marketing team behind the cybernetic eyes, you know, paid the yes. producers <laughs> throw in their slogan. We do get a... Uh, go back to the show. Uh, can, we do get a cape flip during this yep. conversation. Cape flip one, baby. Oh. He kind of tosses and it back like, towards her. It's like a casual cape flip, you know? It's just uh, my cape's in the way and I need to move cape flip. Mm-hmm. Also, is this the first time that we see Reinhardt laughing for something other than murdering people? Or talking um, to um, or talking to both? He was laughing in the fountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic laugh. He's just gotten done trying to murder someone. Mm-hmm. But like this is the first time that Kierkegaard isn't involved. They were cleaning blood off. Forgot about that. You know what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying. I've got to say though, 
that full body shot, Hilda's outfit is so good. She changed since the airport. At some, or I mean, since the last time we saw her, I guess, not since the airport. It's like a dressage outfit. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so good. She's just going to go ride a horse on like mm-hmm. her fancy manner, British style with like that with like that black round helmet, mm-hmm. not like American style. She's yeah. like I think that she's just like another she gives off like space gay vibes. Like she she bowed instead of curtsying. She's mm-hmm. like she's really cool. I like her a lot. She's great. I agree. Strong, independent lady, don't need no man, <laughs> except for political reasonings. And then the man asked her to out, technically, mm-hmm. kind of. That's true. They could be each other's beards. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a the one right. time he smiled. If we flash back to like 15 years in the fountain. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> That's it's a good, so that's a good, good. gift. The sparkles. Right, just wiping off, like, the child brain matter that splashed onto him not five seconds ago from the flashback. I'm sure we mentioned this at the time, because we've talked about Orson Scott Card like 20 times, but that was a very tender moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This was probably my favorite combo from this episode. I didn't rewatch it, so I gotta scroll and see. There's some cool shit in this episode, though. Mm-hmm. But this convo was like the politicking that I am here for all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then we get kind of like three or four still painting shots of every noble in the world gathering and uh, forming the Lipstadt Coalition, which this is totally a we ran out of money moment it feels like because you know this would have been like an entire fucking episode with all the politics of all of these nobles getting together and those of you who have been reading the books i don't know if you've gotten here or not but i wonder how much actually goes on in this scene that is like three seconds nothing not much i haven't gotten that far yet they did not go into very much detail for this part okay Oh, the Lipstadt League is what it's called. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. I like how the two of you put the same thing. Like, y'all put the same thing at the same time that I was about to to put the picture in, too. (laughs) If you're not screen capping that scene, what are you screen capping? Secret meeting. (laughs) Like this gigantic thousand person gathering of nobles in a fucking public park or something. (laughs) It's like uh, when they made all those portraits and paintings of like the signing of the Declaration Mm -hmm. of Independence or something. It's like the scene from the back of a $2 bill, basically. Mm -hmm. Painted instead of traditionally animated. They They apparently got every noble to sign this fucking form too. Only the ones that we don't like. It's like the Declaration of Independence times a thousand is the 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 level of vibes we're talking here. Bronzweig is also is obviously the leader. That other guy who looks like the Yakuza three uh, Chinese villain. Dude, I was gonna say uh, mercenary Tao. Yeah, mercenary. Dragon Ball. Yeah, he yeah. Looks more like mercenary that, Tao. It's like the same person. I feel like, but yes, he's got mercenary <laughs> Tao colors and everything, dude. He, it's mm-hmm. just he's wearing the same outfit and his hair is braided the same way. Or 
Lao from Virtual Fighter just because I've been playing that nonstop because of Yakuza. Master Asia vibes a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. How dare you disrespect my man like this? I I think that the answer is that anime basically routinely takes that like that type of character mm-hmm. with that exact mm-hmm. outfit and that exact hair and that exact vibe and then just throws it everywhere because they're lazy. Yep, that's true. That's also, true. I just beat Yak- Yakuza three today. Side note: We'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay. The post pod will be a Yakuza talk. Alan will completely fuck up his schedule in order to talk about Yakuza 3 for far too long. <laughs> Lipstat Allied Forces, or LAF. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, the military force. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It, it's called the Lipstat Coalition in mine. Lipstat um, League. Sorry, I'm going Not the Lipstat League. JLL. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, 3,760 nobles are there. They have 25.6 million forces, which is on par. It's 5 million less than the big failure of a fork plan group that went in. Um, so, yeah, we get this as Oberstein is briefing the admirals all of Reinhardt's admirals on the state of things. Uh, uh, our boy Mustachio, uh, whose name I always forget, uh, talks in this scene. <laughs> and he has perhaps the deepest voice that I've ever heard in my entire life. It is, I mean, octaves <laughs> deeper than anyone else in this show. It is wild. It's deeper than my voice, and I feel like my voice is fairly deep. Another another three octaves deeper than that is this fucking guy. It's great. I don't what he said does not matter. Uh, the fact that he talked matters. Murcats <laughs> um, uh, is the opposing admiral. Murcats, who we saw in the first episode, I believe, uh, either the first episode or the movie. Um, oh, Ernest Mecklinger is Mustachio. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I constantly forget his name. Uh, I had to dig through my files to find it. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is a bit character to date. <laughs> this is his first line in the show, so that's fair. That's He's fair. Great. such a deep voice. It's perfect. I I, I like the fucking cybernetic eyes voice little dramatic effect pause that he did before announcing that Meerkats was the mm, yes. leader or general or whatever. <laughs> Just like he looked at either side of the, <laughs> the audience, <laughs> like give it a bit. And I was like, meerkats. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's meerkats. It's meerkats. Um, it's going to blow their minds. <laughs> can't wait till I drop this one. <laughs> uh, Reinhardt is like smiling during this, during finding out that it's meerkats. I'm not really sure what that's about mm-hmm. other than I guess... He worked with Meerkats before. Can but... someone remind me what Meerkats has done in the show to date? Because I don't really remember him other than official. He was in the background and said some <laughs> nice things uh, during the second? I forget if it was second episode overall or second Empire episode. 
Yeah. He, I thought he was part of Reinhardt's crew when they took away his normal admirals, uh, yeah. which was the first and second yeah. episode. He was one of so, the uh, the gray-haired admiral squad. He was part of the turn mm-hmm. left gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I re-listened to some of the early episodes, and some of you were extremely excited to see him. And I, I just remember being like, ah, yes, another old dude. And then you go, right. like, it's Meerkats. <laughs> and we talked about how his name sounds like Meerkats spoilers whenever i've been excited about something it's because they come back up <laughs> i'm assuming at this point anyone that gets a fucking name title that you're yeah. like wait what like in this episode especially we'll get to it later on there's like five people that get names and we've seen them named in a previous episode and we're like why the fuck did they get a name it's like oh because they come back yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one yeah that's a good one. Oh, also uh what a mustache dude said <laughs> the quote from ours is they say a flock of sheep led by a lion will overcome a pride of lions led by a sheep like, yeah. they say that yeah I mean, they, they do didn't you know apparently in germany they did <laughs> I just like the imagery of like an army of sheep like, <laughs> taking out like assassination style pride of life right but if the if the sheep tells them to turn left at the wrong time <laughs> then they're gonna get murdered fair by the sheep that are commanded by the lion i guess i guess sure they're it'll be Reinhard very could have been killed in that turn left incident if yang had been in power at that moment i mean yeah anyway that's true anyway uh, the the analogy is silly, so <laughs> I don't disagree with you because <laughs> four hundred lions versus four hundred sheep, the lions are yeah, gonna win. Like, you know, just like I'm the sorry. lions in charge. Like, what if the sheep had guns? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we cut from this to Mercats, who is in a room with Braunschweig. Branchway or Mercat's like, man, I didn't want to fucking join this shit, man. Y'all fucking suck. Like, what is this? Uh, Branchway's like, don't worry, we're just liberating his majesty from the traitors. And it doesn't really. <laughs> what I wrote is so much smelling of his own farts here. It's Branchway's <laughs> like, ah, yes, the chosen class. All requirement, all requirements of society fall to me. With Odin as my witness, I shall, I shall liberate the His Majesty from the evil Reinhard. Nobles are the chosen class, and we deserve blah blah blah. Right? Like, fucking. The next episode has a similar <laughs> manifesto, mm-hmm. although much longer. Braunschweig starts resorting to threats because Meerkatz is not convinced by his calling to their god i guess <laughs> i guess odin's their god he's talking about odin the god right in that moment not odin the planet i don't know if they've mentioned odin the god before i i think they have or i think okay. it it hasn't been this explicit though with the sacrifice to odin but they definitely have some kind of weird old Norse <laughs> mythology fetish going mm-hmm. on throughout their entire culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe they're actually worshipping the planet. Mm. Terra is maybe my mother. Terra is... I forgot the rest of it. Odin is my father. Odin mm-hmm. is yes. the planet. Ego, the Odin. 
Um, so, yeah, he's the the threat we're talking about is Braunschweig is like, your daughter seems like the perfect age to be sacrificed to Odin, baby. And <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay, interesting. So Meerkats is like, okay, fucking fine. Fuck you. You suck. But I have two caveats. Number one, all military action has to be under my direct control. Number two, any disobeying of orders, including by nobles or you, will be punished by military law. We don't hear Bronzewise's response to that, uh, but we jump out to meerkats getting into a car and talking with a lieutenant commander who i don't know if he has a name second uh lieutenant commander bernhard von schneider <laughs> uh who is talking to meerkats and he's like oh so so Braunschweig accepted your proposal that's that's great that's great you're gonna be able to run the military correctly and it's everyone's goal as a as an admiral to be able to test their tactics against a strong enemy, right? And Meerkats is like, I'm not even going to touch <laughs> half of that. Like, that's fucking, okay. Take me home. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, no, in no way is Bronzewag going to actually listen to that. When he fucks up, he is going to immediately override me, and then he's going to get pissed at me because he gave me power of the military. <laughs> the state of privilege corrupts everyone. Uh, and then he's like, "Take me home. I want to say bye to family." So, kind of, kind of depressing overall, really. <laughs> as I mentioned before, I don't really remember Mercats as a character, but I did like him in this scene. Mm-hmm. He he felt very trapped by circumstances, and just like, "Fuck it, like let's just get this shit done with." <laughs> he basically had three lines before okay. he was. He was like, yeah, Reinhardt's not that bad. Other gray-haired admirals, y'all should listen to <laughs> oh, him. Oh, that was him? Okay, I remember that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Respect, meerkats. I mean, how can you not? Uh, <laughs> I named this section Braunschweig is like the Free Plants Alliance military, but I'm not 100% sure why. Anyway, uh, some gray-haired commanders are talking to Braunschweig and Ansbach. Uh, they may have names. I didn't get their names they here. They do, and we've seen them both before. We have seen them both before. Yes, I think one of them was among meerkats when uh, the guy on the left, I think, was there with meerkats the first uh, time. The one on the, that's the one on the right, and the one on the left, I don't remember his first name. It's Oh, hey, there it is, yeah. Anton. Anton Ferner. Captain Anton Ferner and Commodore Arthur Von Street. Oh, I remember Von Street. Yeah, I remember that name. I don't know why. Uh, but anyway, those two guys are talking to... Oh, and actually, using our previous knowledge of looking too closely at this, we could probably tell their ranks by their silver <laughs> collars because we went over that before. and we Or we could read... Commodore and Captain. Or we could read that. Yes. (laughs) Really get to the the bottom of this mystery. I don't get these, okay? I don't get these. He sacrificed his title cards for a better translation. I did. (laughs) 
So Anton Ferner, who was the captain overseeing the bombing of, uh, fuck, what was his name? It was K, K something. The dude who gave the giant painting and left his Mm -hmm. cane as a bomb uh, a couple episodes ago, he was overseeing the destruction of his house after he murdered himself. Klopstock. Klopstock. Uh, it's such a good name, too. Klopstock is fucking... The Klopstock incident is just a great phrase. Um, so, uh, anyway, Anton Ferner's like, yo, we should just assassinate Reinhardt. Like, what are we even doing? There's no reason to fuck around. We're both on the same planet. Mm-hmm. We're, like, 30 minutes away from each other. Let's just go fucking murder him. There's no reason not to murder him. Is this a civil war? Is this not a civil war? Are you are you just playing games here, Braunschweig? And Braunschweig's like, oh, my gosh, how dare you disperse my honor like this. Captain Ansbach is here, who was also in the Klopsack Incident episode. Uh, he was interrogating uh, Kirikias when Kirikias was trying to get in after the explosion. Um, anyway, uh, so Braunschweig gets pissed. He's like, fuck you. Get out of my sight. Just follow Ansbach's orders. Uh, so Ansbach and both of these two dudes, uh, uh, Ferner and the other guy, uh, leave. And uh, Ansbach is kind of like, Hey, don't go murder people, maybe. <laughs> because winning visibly is important to so that the people don't revolt after, you know, we come back as nobles and say, didn't you all like life before? Didn't you all like life immediately before Trump? Shouldn't we just go directly back to that? I mean, steps forward are, you know, overrated. You should all become our vassals again, and everything will be good. Biden 2020. Um, Biden 2020 uh, is the Ansbach uh, uh, vibe here. So Captain Ferner breaks off uh, because he's like, fuck this, and starts the assassination attempt, attempt anyway. Because who cares? Might as well break the rules if it can kill Reinhard and potentially let us win quickly i got huge uh austin powers vibes during this conversation like it's been from who from from ferner so there's the one scene in i want to say it's the first one where uh where scott uh seth green seth green it's like yo listen austin's over there I've got a gun. Let's go kill. Let's go shoot him. It'll be a father-son bonding activity. He'll he's out of our hair. It'll be great. And Doctor was like, I forgot that his name was Scott Evil. I was so confused <laughs> at why you wrote that. And he was just like, and then Doctor was just like, No, we have to follow the proper way, or else it will be fun. Well, it's like yeah. the Venture Brothers, right? The villains have to follow the rules of the council. You can't escalate things. Yeah, but, you know, like, it's just, like, no, it, it just, it, when the easy solution is there, just take it, just shoot the fucker. It's dishonorable. Just shoot him. <laughs> you have to have a big, drawn-out war. Yeah, but the Empire is all, like, 
catty. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you only got your job because your sister fucked the king. Like, like, oh, you only became the leader because you cowardly assassinated this dude. Yeah, well, I mean... He can't, he can't right, have all that gossip. True. Yeah, it's true. I saw it more as just, like, prideful foolishness on the part of the main guy. That was that was the vibe I got. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, there's certainly something to... If he didn't want to be assassinated, he would have guards. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if Reinhardt is as good as they say, he will have anticipated this shit anyway, which we immediately find out is exactly what happened. Uh, Because Ferner and his group sneak up. They're all wearing dark clothes. They're like, "Okay, all right. All right. Bravo, team. You go over here. We'll use hand signals to communicate when it's time to go and go. And then as soon as they say go, uh, there's like 20 spotlights that shine on them. Soldiers pour out of the mansion. They pour out of every surrounding building that there possibly could be. They're behind the bushes. They're fucking everywhere. There's no there's no avoiding these soldiers. (laughs) Not only did Reinhardt realized that this was going to happen he committed like the entire infantry squad of the entire empire to to protect him during this uh we get a shot of reinhard and his sister who are both in the same area of this mansion uh and his sister's like what's going on and he's like don't worry about it don't worry about it baby it's okay uh, and he leaves. He goes to the admiral, admiralty, mm-hmm. and he leaves Kirky Ice there, which is probably the best place for Kirky Ice to be, is defending his sister. Yes, yes, he does leave Kirky Ice there, which is nice. <laughs> admiralty, admiralty, not admiralty. It's not not like morality, <laughs> but admiralty. <laughs> There's no morality at the admiralty. Uh. Um. So, yeah, a bunch of shit happens in this, like, quick montage here. Braunschweig's like, I gotta fucking go. Uh, Reinhard has sent all of his admirals to perform this coup. Uh, They destroy slash capture slash murder all the other high admirals at once. They arrest a bunch of people. They arrest as many nobles as they can. And I I don't think they hit up... uh, Lichtenlad, so maybe this was part of Lichtenlad's plan as well. It it one hundred percent was. He's got an yeah. alliance with Reinhardt, yeah. and there's that scene where he's just like toasting the soldiers as they march outside mm-hmm. of his house. Yeah, this is like the presumably the thing that Reinhardt asked for, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'll join you, but oh yeah, listen, <laughs> yeah, um, Fellner or Ferner. Mine said Fellner when it translated his name, F-E-L-L-N-E-R, which, you know, it's Japanese is a lossy mm-hmm. language, et cetera, et cetera. Ferner is it's like, fuck, of course I got outplayed. Shit, what am I going to do? I think I can, maybe if I dot, 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 essentially. Uh, so the other dude comes up, uh, Von Street. Von Street uh, is being brought in front of Reinhard and all the admirals. Kind of like a, mm-hmm. uh, a perp walk. A perp walk? Yes, mm-hmm. a perp walk. Reinhard is like, hey, you should go back to Braunschweig and spy for me, basically. 
and he was like, if I do that, then Braunschweig will just kill me because I left for five seconds. He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, uh, if you want, do you want to serve me? And he's like, no, I don't really like changing loyalties because I used to serve under Braunschweig and I don't want to have to fight him. Uh, not because he's good at fighting, but just because he used to serve under him. And then uh, Reinhardt's like, okay, well, whatever. You can just, just buy. I don't care. Do whatever. Uh, which is an interesting vibe, I feel like. But I think what we've learned about Reinhardt this episode is that as long as you're bold and like <laughs> have some sort of like rigid personal <laughs> morality or something, he's like, yeah, you're cool. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that makes like, sense. Oh, yeah, you tried to kill me? Cool. What, you want to join me? Like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Now, going back to these screenshots and this arrest, man, that blonde guy got really hit hard by an art change. Oh, yeah. Poor Bittenfeld. <laughs> poor, poor Bittenfeld. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, you can see the art in the scene. Completely different style. Right about yeah. it, like above it. And it's mm-hmm. like, why didn't you just reuse that frame <laughs> instead of, like, this new style? Are you talking about where he's holding the gun? Yeah, where they're all holding the guns. Yeah, and like, like yeah, just immediate change. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> the blonde guy. Oh my god. Maybe that's that. maybe that's somebody else. No, maybe it's not supposed to no. be no, the same Bittenfeld. guy. <laughs> that's just, right that's no, no, no. <laughs> We're not even talking about Bittenfeld. Bittenfeld looks fine. The guy to Bitten to oh, our right. Oh. On of Bittenfeld. No, no, I know, I know. I thought you guys meant like, oh, is he the same guy? Like. The, the redhead guy looks the same, more <laughs> or less, but that blonde guy has, like, some poofy 80s hair. The the blonde guy is, like, face shrunk <laughs> by, like, three inches between the, the shots. The curtains are completely different. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this is a better art change than the art changes we got on the Isserloin capture episode <laughs> and others like it, where yeah. Yang's entire, entire face becomes this, like, very sure. oblong rectangular prism <laughs> but only because it, it was like literally a second of the episode yeah, was, yeah. i just don't understand the purpose look it. at the guy all the way to the left we remastered this one second guys Check this right oh no so he doesn't have a complete skull he just has a face with like a couple inches of helmet rounding out the top but the then the OG next frame it's guy. back <laughs> The right guy, too, is the same vibe. Like, the helmet is just the top of his head. <laughs> so I guess that's why they did it, but... I don't... It's Maybe Bittenfeld looked, like, really, really bad in the... in that art change, right? Because it's, like, shot, reverse shot, back to shot. Mm-hmm. Um... And they just fucked it up real bad on the. On yeah, maybe it was that's... one of those like, just animation goofs like in The Simpsons, where like one character all of a sudden be black, and you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, oh fuck, we gotta change this. So anyway, yes, they let go of uh, Von Street, and then we see. Uh, not only did Reinhard send out the infantry, he also sent out the space fleet which is surrounding the planet, waiting for any nobles to try to leave. Um, And we see that space fleet capturing a couple nobles. Uh, Then we get Ferner showing up, 
walks into Reinhardt's office and he's like, hey, can I join you? Uh, fuck Bronswide. Fuck him. Let's go. Uh, Reinhardt is like, well, why do you want to switch? And Ferner's like, giving your loyalty to one who doesn't value it is a complete waste. So Reinhardt's like, oh, okay, you fucking high horse asshole. Here, here, you can be Oberstein's lackey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the look in Oberstein's eyes here is very, very, yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to have my whole own crew. I hope you're it's ready. Oberstein's Oberstein. Like betrayers. <laughs> my crew yeah. of betrayers that I keep enlisting to help me. <laughs> Do you have to have super thin eyebrows in order to get into that department? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. you got to go I get them waxed. I thought they were going to kill off Werner here, especially at, right after the scene with Von Street, where he's like, of course I'm not going to join you. That would be against my moral code. And the next guy just comes up, and he's like, yeah, I'll join you. Let's go. <laughs> moral code? What moral code? <laughs> right. I got that same vibe. I guess offering him up to Overstein is practically killing him. <laughs> <laughs> Reinhardt? Maybe not no. killing, but at least like, hey, I know Oberstein <laughs> is gonna take care of whatever murderous intent this fucker has. Yeah, if Who there cares? was any humanity left in this guy, Oberstein will take yeah. care of it. Stamped out. <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs an Oberstein in their life. Emoting is not allowed in my regiment. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Robot Stein. I love him. He is actually one of my top three characters. Uh, I'm fine. Yeah, he's, I'm fine. yeah, he's up there. He's super okay. entertaining. Mm-hmm. Not a good guy, but it's definitely one of the more interesting at this point. But I just I love the fact that he gets a little pet Oberstein. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's one of those phrases that sticks in my head. Like Batman's Batman. <laughs> Oberstein's yeah. Oberstein. You're saying <laughs> so good. I see. See, I feel like it's more just an extension of Overstein's will at this point. Everything not... is an extension of Overstein's will. Reinhardt is an extension of Overstein's yeah, fair. will. Fair. <laughs> so, we're back in space, and we see a gold ship using a civilian ship as a shield, and the fleet that's up there, who... I forget who the admiral of that fleet Wallen. is. Wallen. Anyway. Wallen. Admiral Wallen. Whoa, 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 I'm Wallen. Uh, excuse me. Is like, well, we can't shoot him. And then they're like, fuck, the gold ship got away, whatever. This ship, again, a notable ship in that it is not the exact same model as every other ship and has a color on it, much like Reinhardt's ship and Kirikiai's ship. Uh, uh, spoilers, it's Braunschweig's ship. Uh, it also has a big-ass fin on it. Kind of weird. Or sail. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. It's it's almost like Art Nouveau. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like it came out of a Mobius comic or something. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it feels like an alien race ship. <laughs> I was thinking more like, like it. It's, it's reminded me of um of something from Star Wars. Like, something about that seemed very Star Warsian. Well, I mean, everything about this show is Star Wars. No, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to say like a solar skimmer. Or something like that. 
Oh, a solar sailor. Something like that. It does look like a solar sail. Is this the end of The Last Jedi where they're over the sand and all the sand blows up behind them because there's a fin that goes in the sand and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's, I guess not. Yes, I forgot about the Emperor, the literal (laughs) Star Wars Emperor who is in the show. Wait, was that this episode? No. 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 (laughs) Okay. Oh, thank God. I was was like, two ago? Yeah, 16. Okay, good. I was like, I referenced it earlier in the episode and I was like, shit, did I like, we talked about that, right? (laughs) This is what I'm saying. There's so much shit. It's only been 19 episodes. And like... The last four have been warp fucking speed. (laughs) Like, it is crazy how much shit has happened in the last four goddamn episodes. This plot thread? Resolved. This one? Resolved. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so... 625 nobles were captured. 625 nobles. The group. That's really good. Yeah, it is actually fucking great. Reinhardt did a good job at uh, fucking these fools up. They had no idea what was coming. They were like, oh, yeah, we'll just form this coalition and nothing bad will happen to us because we're nobles. But again, I feel like the the joy of this show is that you have the the one person who is not a complete fool bought into their privilege being the one thing that raises them above others and saying oh actually you fucking suck so here you go uh take take your beatings 625 is a i wish it was higher for them because i feel like it could have been higher you know he sent place he sent people to every place i feel like the fact that it wasn't higher is actually a fuck up on his yeah Mm-hmm. On the people executing his plan rather than his plan. That's only like a sixth of the nobles. Mm-hmm. Which, which is great, to be clear. I agree with you, Kevin. But I think also Reinhardt was planning for 100% of the nobles. Yeah, right. And the fact that he only got a sixth is where it's sad. You know, like, how did they not already have the entirety of Bronswag's mansion surrounded? Because... Mm-hmm. Bronswag didn't even think to escape until this had already started. It's not like Bronswag was ahead of the game and left three days ago or whatever and had a lookalike queen in the place or something, but... He did have plans. Yeah. He was ready. Yeah. I was somewhat confused. Plus, Reinhardt didn't really care. He's like, eh, nobles, what are they going to do for us? Uh." That's true. That's true. (laughs) He was probably like, okay, you know, whatever happens will happen. But the main reason that we're doing this is so I can take over the entire military, which is probably true. Matt, what were you saying? Oh, the, like, Braunschweig's, I guess. Earlier when he was talking about the nobles and making a sacrifice to Odin, I thought he was like kind of implying that this was that sacrifice, like foreshadowing that, but maybe I just misread the whole scene. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, no, I think you're right. Because he was like, the, the nobles are all like uppity and they... Well, he plans to do a full civil war so the deaths of everyone involved is the sacrifice. Is how okay. I took it. He doesn't want a quick assassination. I thought this the sacrifice earlier was talking about. Oh, I guess it was about that. Fuck. 
I think they thought there'd be more of a direct battle, and so then you could spend the, like, youthful, violent energy of the young nobility that way, and that was a sacrifice to Odin. Um, I thought the only sacrifice mentioned was Meerkatz's daughter. That's the only one I can remember clearly. <laughs> he he transitioned from sacrificing the young angry men to being, uh, casually being like, oh yeah, and I guess you have a daughter. She could be a sacrifice, right? Meerkatz, ha ha ha. Meerkatz is like, I hate you so much. Um, Geiersburg Fortress. Uh, not yet. Almost. Um, actually, it might be yet. Uh, well, Since first, uh, yeah, essentially, <laughs> Oversign says, hey, they're probably going to Geiersburg. And then we get a during credit scene, which you all know I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the narrator's like, yep, they went to Geiersburg. Uh, Reinhardt takes on all of the leading roles of the army after his coup that we just watched. Um, and uh, the Kaiser has granted him the leader of the entirety of the military by himself. Reinhardt sends out a message about the rebel army, which is also what they call the Free Plants Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, rebel fleet, excuse me. We got a nice classic fan sub like translator note it. where it was like, by the way, I mean, <laughs> the rebel fleet is what they call the Free Planets Alliance. This is actually one of the few times when I'm actually in favor of a TL note. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know why it was. Everyone was like, "Oh, that's a that's a crazy yeah. name, dude." <laughs> Sensible well, that, well, That's not even a translator's note either, right? Like that's just a don't forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally like the name tags. Like, oh, we've met this yeah. person before. Yeah, they, <laughs> I, they I know this information. I love right. the name of this picture. Oh, thank you. Yeah, in my notes for this picture, I was just like, note, Keikaku means plan. That was was as blatant as they were being with it. Yes. Yes. Uh, So that was in response to like a reporter or something, I guess, Mm -hmm. question mark. Um, He heads off to his ship and the narrator's like, this was the start of the civil war to divide the empire. So, yeah, we were literally five seconds from done, but, you know... (laughs) We hadn't met our tangent quota yeah. yet, so <laughs> the, get it in under the <laughs> right, right under the wire. So, I really like this. I really, I really enjoyed this episode, uh, especially because of the fact that it shows that there's people that don't work for 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 Reinhard that have a brain as well. Like there is at least one other functional brain in the Galactic Empire. That's true. And it belongs- That's true. Yeah, you know, it's sure. it's wild because every one of these nobles doesn't have one. Like all thirty-seven, uh, three thousand seven hundred and sixty of these fucks, just none of them had a single thought in their heads. It's uh, it's that it's that horrible disease that's been going around, uh, affluenza. I believe it was called. Yes, they all have affluenza. Oh, yeah, I think Merchat said it best. Special privileges can make a person's soul corrupt. Yeah. It's fucked up. And true. Thanks, Murkats. God, Murkats is awesome. I like Murkats, y'all. He looks so tired all the time. (sighs) Like, I can relate to that man so well. 
He's always tired. Like, in that picture, <laughs> tired. Also, his eyebrows, tired. And very expressive. His eyebrows keep changing color. Well, his mustache match. changing style. It's the lighting. Yeah. Well, his mustache is split between those two pictures. Yeah. yeah. His eyebrows and mustache just never can be the same color. That's the rule. <laughs> Either his eyebrows are late, multiple meerkats is or opposite. He's got a twin yep. brother. Yes. Uh-huh. Playing some game here. It's a long lost brother, and uh, listen, I I was gonna go there too, and I didn't. Like they keep swapping out such a uh, Sweet Valley High plot, maybe. But yeah, so I thought this episode was dope. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and in fact is one of the first like empire politicking episodes that's been really good. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of boring shit in the past. Now I would say I really liked the, uh, Bina Munda, mm-hmm. uh, episode, but that was definitely different vibes than they weren't hitting this same kind of thing. Whenever they have hit the same kind of thing, it's been, uh, less than ideal, let's say. Binamunda was like fun filler, but this was like fun, fast moving actual plot. That's mm. what we all wanted. It was like eating your vegetables, but they're like seasoned really well and you actually are enjoying yourself. Yes, Binamunda was fun filler, and uh, a lot of the politicking we've gotten before hasn't really been filler, but also just wasn't interesting. Right. Uh, and this was. Uh, as busy as a <laughs> The Other Side episode, uh, but about the Empire. So, legit. So, Anna Rose, um, I think she thought that all of these violent days were behind her. I think she thought that she was free of all of the political drama and backstabbing and plotting now that she was no longer married to the Kaiser. Not married, just with the Kaiser. And Reinhardt was basically like, don't worry about it. Just go back to bed. It's no big deal. No big deal. And she's just like, "Mm, I think it is a big deal. (laughs) And I thought we were done with this shit, Reinhardt. I thought you were only doing this to rescue me. And now I see that you're not out of it. So it was just like that Marge Simpson kind of kind of noise, (laughs) but internally. Yeah. And she's barely in this episode, but you definitely get that vibe of like, what is happening? You're telling me someone's trying to fucking assassinate you? What did you do, Reinhard? What the <laughs> fuck did you do? You've already rescued me. Why are we still doing this? Why are we still here just to suffer? Question mark. Exclamation point. Yeah, I think that's that's legit, too, because his mission was to to rescue her, and he did it. Mm-hmm. Why are you still here, bro? What are you getting out of this? So maybe this would be a turning point for Reinhardt. We've already kind of seen it. Like his his mission is basically expanded beyond his sister to taking down the system, quote unquote, and also like the corrupt nobility. Mm-hmm. But and I mean, basically, any time that he sort of gets out of lockstep with Kierkegaard, it's kind of like a what branch is he following away from his initial intentions? Mm. So maybe this is just foreshadowing. Yeah. What was everybody's favorite moment of the episode? Hilda flashback. Yeah. Hilda. When was Meerkat's talking to his boy in the in the car ride? 
back from yeah. what's his name? That was a good one, yeah. I like both of the captured captains coming up in front of Reinhardt and crew and <laughs> justifying themselves. I liked Hilda having two cool outfits in one episode and uh, not getting like punished basically for doing any of the things that she did, which is what I half expected to happen. If she was presenting to Braunschweig, that would have been the situation. Mm-hmm. Wait, let me scroll back up to that noble picture. I think my favorite, was, while you're scrolling, uh, my favorite was the conversation between Hilda and Reinhardt. Like, you never see Reinhardt that happy. That's One. true. And two, I mean, Hilda knows exactly what she's doing. She is the most confident woman in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> she's got, like, all of the self-assuredness of just being, like, smart, but also really, really, really rich. So things go well for her. <laughs> and so i mean i hey, love her she's, she's doing like the a, thing that we want the rich to do right yeah yeah, yeah. oh right. well, she's not, she's not a class trader but she she's like my problematic fave kind of in the way that like oberstein is but less evil maybe. i don't think i still don't think oberstein's evil I think reinhard and oberstein are evil i think they are yes. both evil yeah i think he's he's relatable in some ways and he's very compelling and that's why I like both of them actually. I think they're evil together but if you put Reinhard by himself, I mean I mean. Well that might be it. We've never we really just, seen Oberstein by himself. They're both fucking sociopaths dude. Yeah, one's true. a robot and one's You don't call a dog evil just because it bites you. Yeah we're not dogs bruh. Yeah. Like... Also my dog doesn't bite you so... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You don't call a you don't call a, a raccoon evil just for biting you. Is this like Aesop's fable where like the, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the frog rides on the scorpion's back or something like that? You don't call it's, a scorpion evil for so your a argument scorpion. is that it's a, in my nature. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> the argument here is that the. Reinhardt's nature is to be evil, <laughs> and so you shouldn't call him evil because it's his base nature. Wait, Reinhardt? No, I'm talking about Oberstein. Oh, well, no. Oberstein, Oberstein is... is not evil. I think he could be evil. He could be. He but seems he is like not. he seems kind of evil. Yeah. Like I think Reinhardt has no morals, which which is an evil alignment. If we're talking about alignments, which is what we're talking about. Like he's like. Chaotic. He's not good. He's not neutral. He's evil. And then what? if we're looking at chaotic or lawful or neutral, what's the other one neutral. I would argue he's neutral evil. Yeah, I think yeah. Oberstein is too. Yeah, that's and that's who I'm talking about. Oh, oh, okay. I think I think Oberstein's more chaotic neutral. I don't know what's neutral about him. He just has a goal that that has to happen. He's he's self-serving, so whatever's good is good for him. Well, not even that. It's just his goal is I want to kill the emperor or see him die, and I want to see all the nobility die because the system sucks ass. See, but I don't think that's chaotic. I think, I think he is very. I think he is actually for the plans that result in more death, <laughs> which is why I think he's evil. Well, no, neutral evil. Like, so that's why he's neutral is because he's like, hey, this is my goal. 
And then the chaotic part is just because it's like, okay, so I have to kill five babies to do it? Okay, yeah, whatever. I have to kill zero babies to do it? Okay, yeah, whatever. But he's still going through the hierarchy of, like, the military, so I wouldn't call him chaotic. Like, he's not... We should talk again in 10-ish episodes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually the accurate statement. I don't yeah. I don't want him to be evil evil, but I'm just pretty sure that he is. Like I'm just it's a vibe I'm getting off of. Like I, I mean I think you can look at any of his actions with Kiriki Ice and he is against Kiriki Ice's good influence because he is evil, not because he is chaotic or neutral. <laughs> well, it's it's a combination. I think so it's he's neutral. It all comes back to self centered. Mm, yeah. It's not. Yeah. He's self-centered and kind of evil. Yeah. It's both together is the vibe. Definitely the self-centeredness, but willing to, like, murder for it. Right. That's the evil. And then Reinhardt, he flows back and forth between, I think, neutral evil and chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. Probably neutral evil. Because he's yeah, just gonna like literally murder a child. <laughs> I don't know with his bare yeah. hands. No, no, as a child, he won't murder a child. I think as he a, would he, murder I mean, a child. He, I don't think I don't think child murder counts that much when you're also the child. It's just it's just regular murder, but you're a kid. I mean, but isn't that how they? Isn't it like torturing small animals in childhood is a diagnostic that mm. they have? Like, and then we're talking about another Peter over here. That's a serial killer thing, but like so is he's... laughing as you wash blood off your dirty school clothes. Ah, Kirky Ice, you're here. <laughs> I was just about to fucking murder this kid. <laughs> hey, what? A... Oh no, I've got blood on my clothes. Darn, darn, that's so... bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> to some extent, I feel like that doesn't actually translate to alignment, and it's more yeah. just <laughs> him being a sociopath <laughs> and having no empathy. Like, which is also, self-centered too, right? It could also be kind of like I feel like in a lot of writing there is this idea of being in touch, being like sort of a force of nature, mm-hmm. which is sort of above morality. So like he's kind of like Heathcliff, where he's just like a force of the universe, and like he's wild, <laughs> and like. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't tell if you're laughing because I reference like old literature or because you're thinking of like the cat he flipped. Like I don't know. That is what I'm thinking. Okay, about. okay, fine, fine. Like, a true force of nature. <laughs> I mean, Heathcliff is also a true force of nature. He's always getting those fish. Like Heathcliff is a good comic. I'll say it. I, I just have to. I just have to disagree with the whole. You know, getting into a fight and almost killing another child as a child. Like, sometimes you get in a fight and sometimes you don't want to have anyone find out. So you got to get the blood off. Like, no, it's not no. evil. It's just it was it was to prevent future messing with him. And he was like, if you utterly the, destroy your enemy, it is the end moment. Yeah. Like the enemy's gate isn't back down. And sometimes you got to, sometimes like, their heads are down under this rock that I am using. Right. Like, maybe he like already win the fight. And then he started yeah. beating no. his skull with steel. a rock. No, yeah. that was, no, 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 no right. He already won was Matt's when he was right. started kicking him in the balls and it, then his balls <laughs> but exploded it's, it's the in same a later fight. fight. No, no, that's the same fight. He, oh, okay. He, okay. he steel-toed boots him in the balls with the tip of his foot, 
And then he gets a brick and is just braining him after he's already <laughs> down. And then he and only also stops. also he's like five years old oh, or so whatever that in that scene. Throughout this. <laughs> and then he does it again in the shower sequence later yes. in the book. <laughs> yeah, he just starts with the ball kick. Which is smart. And then, and then he goes the and rock. grabs the rock. Yep. And then he goes well, I mean, and grabs the, the rock. Bigger. He's incapacitated. I mean, we're not we're not denying that it's like a coldly rational thing to do. It's just overkill to the point mm-hmm. of like you're literally murdering another child for like. But I think coldly believe. rational, coldly, coldly rational is the definition of alignment evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like th- that's he's evil. that's where it is. You can't guarantee he was going to kill him. Uh, All right, you guys are making some assumptions yeah, here. I mean, if you're like, you guys are making some assumptions here. You can argue that maybe if he grows out of it as an adult, like, but I don't think he. I think he just. He's I think if this fight was in the heat of the fight. moment, you could argue that it was that whether or not he killed him, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I think that because this is not in the heat of the moment, and this is Reinhard like walking mm-hmm. up to this guy who said one joke against him, kicking yeah. him in the balls, and then beating his head in mm-hmm. with a fucking rock. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I would argue I, that this is much worse than animal torture because mm-hmm. uh, I was reading this book, Stiff, by Mary Roach. Mm-hmm. You guys may recall she wrote that really good book on like the history of space travel with like I, I told you guys about the bathroom stories in outer space. Okay. So like she wrote a book on dead people, I guess, and then part of it was talking about how a cert- like how many people in the world, or at least the country, have tortured animals as children. Just this- And apparently it's most people, or at least have done something cruel to animals. It's just it, you tend well, to grow out of it. She what was- counts as what what counts insects animals? count as animals? So, in- insects, yeah. insects count. But oh, she was saying okay. it surprised her because we tend to think of... Um, brutality and violence against animals when you're a small child as like the classic syndrome of someone who's a sociopath later but she said apparently the majority of people do torture or like just mess with animals when they're so children. does like flicking a pill bug count as torturing an animal no i think it's more like picking wings off of insects or like see i think that's fucked up i still think that's yeah. fucked up like no that's... It, it is fucked up but i what do she remember said friends is, like doing that yeah and they're like normal (laughs) yeah so like what she said is that it's not that it's not fucked up it's just that it's more common than you would think Mm. it's a much higher percentage of people who then turn out to be totally normal more or less not sociopaths they grow out of the behavior because children are kind of amoral i guess is what she's thinking so once again orson scott card has proven wrong <laughs> beating the kid to death is worse than peter fucking with dogs or whatever well, and dissecting them while they're still alive he vivisected and... a squirrel which i would argue is probably worse than like <laughs> yeah. than like putting so so one of the examples was like putting a firecracker in an animal and blowing it up which I think is heavily messed up like I never did that but (laughs) but I mean like she said that it was more common than you would think or like swinging a cat around by its tail when you're a kid listen I'm too afraid of pain to ever do anything like that because that cat would fuck me up (laughs) 
we do we do many worse things to animals on a daily basis. Right. You can eat them. You hear a fact as a kid, you want to try it out like salt and <laughs> snails. You're like, oh, let's yeah. try this out. Right. Like, oh, if we yeah. cut a worm in half, it'll move around still. Yeah. And I think I think the majority of cases are against insects. I think that is the majority. And I think we also explicitly tell kids not to do these things more now than mm. perhaps we did 50 to 100 years ago. Also. Yeah. There is also, though, an aspect of insects are going to get in your house mm-hmm. and odds are the answer to that is killing them. Yeah. 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 So killing an insect, I think, is a very different situation than killing any animal that is not an insect number one sure sure right and (laughs) and slugs are slugs and worms i think are in an in-between state for that um it is still fucked up to cut a worm in half it is still fucked up to drop salt on a slug but uh you know i think it's equivalent (laughs) of (laughs) i feel like that's the same as you find a pill bug and you fuck with it or whatever I think it's more of a... Now, to be fair, just to explicitly say this, obviously this is all wrong and terrible and it's Mm -hmm. disgusting. But if you read books where there are children doing things and you read books written 30 years ago or longer, situations where the neighborhood bullies do just like drown a bag of kittens (laughs) or blow up a toad by sticking like a firecracker in it is a lot more common than I think it would be now. Right. Every Stephen King story involves some like sociopathic kid. Well, it's like shorthand, right? Yeah. You're like, I want to show my bully as a bully, so I'll just have him harass an animal early on. Yep. Roald Dahl yeah. had a short story with bullies hurting animals. There was a Simpsons episode where Bart had to like BB gun a bird and tries to miss, but accidentally doesn't miss. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, like, you don't see that stuff now. And I don't know if it means it doesn't exist or just that it's less acceptable. Fools. Well, I think we're about done, folks. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, we for probably the record. haven't heard everything we've said for the last <laughs> hour if I am any good at editing or want to put any time in on that but yeah so go ahead Matt sorry for oh, interrupting there was only one cape flip just putting yeah. it out only there one cape flip on the record yeah. there was a questionable cape flip but I don't know that it qualifies it was I mean, off screen. The one with mm, that's, Hilda. That's just him turning I around. Think so too. I think that's the only mm-hmm. one that caught my eye. His cape didn't really move. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to talk about when uh, I forgot to talk about the no, it's next episode. Never mind. Never mind. It's next episode. Is uh, okay. is his hair getting longer, or was it always that long? It's getting longer. Show the passage of time. <laughs> what I want to do I don't know how to okay maybe let, I'll cut this part out but um, I wanted to do it in a Scooby Doo voice but I don't know <laughs> where to put the R's in front of if you're saying were. next time on Shinkansen to the stars I think you just put an R in front of every word right 
Rexron. Rexron. on Rexron. 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 Zoinks. Puppies. Zoinks. Thanks, I hate it. Jinkies, etc. Alright, let's split up, gang. Hot dog water. And that's gotta be the last line. Hot dog water. Let's split up, gang. Alright. Hot dog water. I can't.